where are my overpackers? Where are my overpackers? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So I was thinking, I was thinking, come on, let, let's, stay, let's stay locked in, let's stay locked in. I was thinking, like, what things am I going to pack for this trip to Cameron? And so I'm like, I'm an overpacker, so I'm thinking, all right, one overnight, it's a dinner, it's a breakfast, and maybe a lunch, so I have to get at least probably seven pairs of clothes, probably ten pairs of shoes uh, for, you know, indoor and outdoor wear, maybe chacos as well. Um, i got to bring the slippers, of course. Um, because it's a, it's a new place we're staying at, we're staying at grandparents' house, I, I want to be comfortable, so I think we're going to rent a U-Haul so I can bring my bed. Um, but I really want to make, like, my grandparent-in-law's house, like, really at home. So in the U-Haul, we'll also pack um, both couches, maybe a rocking chair thing for Lydia while she's taking care of our baby. Um, I think there's, like, a Best Buy or, like, a Target or something like that. So uh, to entertain us, we're going to go and buy a brand-new TV while we're out there. We'll, we'll put it up on the wall, bolt it in. Um, am I missing anything? What else? PS5, 1,000%. Oh, I got to bring the whole coffee set up, 1,000%. And friends, you would probably be thinking, I am crazy. It's a 24-hour thing. And, and at max, you should be thinking I'm crazy. Because at max, I'll have a solid hour and a half of free time. So what in the world are we doing? Packing all of this stuff, bringing all of this stuff, trying to make Cameron home. But it's not home. I'm visiting. I'm hanging out there for a max of 24 hours, less than 24 hours. And so it would be crazy to think that that place is my home. And in the exact same way, and this is where we're going for tonight, this place is not our home. Like, like, you, like, like think like big picture, like the earth is not our home. You see, we are in, we're, we're finishing up a series called uh, The Good Life. And, and see, the, the good life was all um, out of scripture where, where Jesus, you know, so God in the flesh, he said, I came so that you can have life and you can have it to the full. And so over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about what does this mean? What, what is, when, when God, the author and creator of everything, if he says, hey, I want you to have life to the full, what does that mean? Mean. So we've looked at all these different things, and what we're going to do is tonight, we are going to add one last thing. We're going to finish this, and I, I've had such a good time um, in this series, and so we'll probably do like a part two, because there's so many more things, so it's not like this has a, been a conclusive list. But for tonight, one last thing that I want you to know, and I believe from God's word that God wants every single one of us to know, whether you have been here since day one, whether you know and love Jesus, whether you don't even like Jesus, whether you don't believe in Jesus, you outright hate Jesus, like or anywhere in between, it doesn't matter because God wants you to know this truth tonight. It's up there. This world is not our home. This world is not our home. So what we're going to do with the rest of our time is we're going to just cover four quick things, okay? Four quick things. We have had so much fun, and so I don't want to ruin it, but we are going to just fly through these four things that I want you to know. I want all of us to know that we are going to spend eternity somewhere. I want all of us to be encouraged, and, and, and if anything, I want a lot of us to be encouraged because there's hard things in this life, and I want you to know, like, hey, it's temporary. It's temporary. The other thing that I want you to know is I want you to, I want to invite people, like in this message, I'm going to invite people to know and follow Jesus. And we're going to finish by sending you out with what do you do if 
now we know and believe eternity is real. So here's what we're going to do. Very first thing, point number one, eternity is real. Um, For all of these points, there's going to be some scripture verses on there. We don't have time to go through all. We're going to go through a lot. But if you are a note taker, this is the time to just add those and read them over break later, okay? So eternity is real. Um, Over the last, uh, this whole series, I've been doing a whole bunch of research and prepping for tonight. And um, I was reading the Bible. I was doing a lot of Google research and all the things. And I I found this staggering statistic that 100% of people will die. Every person ever interviewed they're going to die. Every human across the world, 100% of people die. We are all going to die. Well, I'm going to die. Merry Christmas. But here is here's what I want you to know. I want you, whether you know or believe this in, in heaven or a hell or not, like we are all going to spend eternity somewhere. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, if you don't have your Bible, it's okay. It's going to be up on the screen. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has made everything beautiful in its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people can't see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Here is what this saying. Some people will say that heaven and hell is made up by us. Like humans are scared, and so we're just terrified of dying. And so heaven and hell is just a made-up thing. And what God's word is saying is that he was the one that put this whole idea of eternity and what happens after we die on our part. So it's from God that we are supposed to question and wonder and think what happens after we die. Eternity is real and all of us are going to spend an eternity somewhere. But what does that mean? about the world right now. And so number two, point number two, what we're going to do is I want you to know that the pains of this world can be temporary. The pains of this world can be temporary. Again, we're not going to be able to go through all of these scriptures, but one of the things that uh, I want to camp on is in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Um, it says that our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And this is where if you are going through a really hard time right now, this is possibly some of the hardest thing that you could ever hear right now. It is, it's always hard when you're in a, a, a deep, dark pit to hear, hey, it, it'll, it'll get better eventually. Like, that's hard to hear when, you're, when life sucks in the moment. And, but I, what I want all of us to know is that the pains of this world, if you know Jesus, it's temporary. It's temporary. And we have to remind ourselves that the absolute worst things you could ever experience in this world will not compare to the amazing things that we will experience later. So on the the main point, there was a a passage in Romans 8. I want you, if you're curious of like, what are all the great things that we can hopefully experience later? Like Romans 8 is the place to go and look it up. But for now, what I want you to know is that there's this crazy verse right here where where it says like, hey, the worst things you could imagine 
it's small and light compared to future, eternity later. Friends, eternity is such long time. It's such a long time. Um, sweet. Here we go. Check this out. If you have seen this illustration before, fantastic. If this is the first time you've ever seen this, what an honor. This is the greatest illustration of all time. Imagine this rope is your life, okay? Imagine this rope is your life. So let's say all of us, you know, we're born. Yeah, we've done that. Okay, we're, we've all been born. But let's say, Lord willing, we get 70 years of life. 100 years, that'd be, that'd be fun. Let's say we, we get to live for 100 years on this earth. Guess what? That hundred years in light of eternity is about this big. Just just the amount of tape on this rope. And and all of this, all of this is maybe what? A hundred thousand years? So that's like the first, you know, season of eternity, maybe. Like so, so think about this. Think about this. If this is our whole life from, from birth to death, then that means that, like, walk with me. Like, this, this whole season, like, if you are in middle school or high school, that means that you're, like, right here. So, so think about the worst things that have happened in your life. So that person cheated on you. That person broke your heart. That person, um, you know, talked bad about you behind your back. That person tripped you and, and you fell and you broke something. That person maybe called you a mean thing. Man, like, you're, the parents got divorced. That parent abandoned you. That, um, man, you have been stressing over that final for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like, and you're, like, right there. And then let's say, you know, you get married and you have kids and, you know, and something tragic happens and maybe there's some diagnosis with cancer or heart disease or, or all these other things and it's hard. And, and then the, that kid leaves and, and says, man, I never want anything to do with you. Or, you know, like there's, there's all, all these things. Think about the worst things possible. What's going to happen once you get like, I don't know, maybe like over here in eternity? They're going to, you you know, let's say like an angel comes up to you and is like, hey, dude, you remember middle school? And you're going to be like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one person that like said that I like call me that word. I really don't remember it. It's been so long ago. I like to think about it a, a lot like um, almost like how we think of the womb. You know, anyone remember their, their nine month in, you know, in the, in the prison, in the womb and stuff? Yeah. Great time. Food you know, on par, all your needs were met, love it. I think that we're going to think back on this life, like how we think of the womb right now. Like, because in a crazy way, we spent maybe, you know, nine months, you know, eight if you're an overachiever, you know, right? Ten if you're, you know, you're a little chunky baby. But we're going to think back on this world, like we think back of the womb now, like I spent so much time there, I don't remember it. That was so long ago. It's totally different now. Friends, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we have to view, like, the, the worst things, but also the best things. It's like, hey, like, it does not compare to what's going to happen later. And so this is why I'm saying, like, if you, uh, if you know and think and believe about eternity, then I want you to know that the worst pain that you could ever feel 
It's temporary. It is absolutely temporary compared to what we get to enjoy forever and ever and ever. But this is a promise like that not all of us get to enjoy. The promise that pain in this world is temporary, that this is the worst it's ever going to get, this is only, it's, it's a promise that everyone is invited to enjoy, but not everyone is going to enjoy. You see, this is probably the most famous verse in the whole Bible. It's John 3.16, and it says that this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You see, here's the truth, that if you know and love and trust Jesus, that Jesus was God and man, and he came to the earth so he could pay for our sins, so that we could be made right with our creator, so that he died on the cross for our sins, he was buried and he resurrected. If you have surrendered your life to Jesus, and you say, Jesus, you are my king, you are my Lord, will you forgive me? Then, then here's the, the, the good news, that this is the worst your life will ever get. And this is the closest to hell you will ever get. And the opposite is true. If you have not trusted in Jesus as your king and as your Lord, you're doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, however long you want to do it with, whoever you want to do it with, whenever. You know, like, you're, you're doing life just by yourself, for yourself. Then if Jesus isn't your Lord, then this little time is the best your life is ever going to get. And this is the closest to heaven that you will ever get. Let me say it again. If you know and trust and love Jesus, this is the closest to hell you will ever get. And if you don't know Jesus, this is the closest to heaven you will ever get. So point number three, the invitation. The invitation. It would be terrible if I said, hey, dude, this sucks. Have fun, enjoy your maybe 60 years, you know? Like, that would be awful. But like I said, this promise, not all of us are going to get to enjoy it, but the invitation's there, and I'm asking and pleading you, and God, the creator of the universe, is inviting you right now to say, hey, if you have not trusted in Jesus that way, do it today. Surrender your life to Jesus as king and Lord. Romans 10.9 says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so we're, after we're done, after we do this next point and, and we, we're going to pray, we're going we're gonna to dismiss, we're going to have awesome food, we're going to play loud music, we're going to just have a whole lot of fun. If you have not trusted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, though, don't get distracted by the fun. Have a conversation with literally myself or any leader, and they would love to talk to you. There is nothing that would bring them more joy than have a conversation with, like, what does this mean to be made right with God? And that is the invitation. The invitation is to say yes to following Jesus. So fourth and finally, what do we do? We're going to talk about living right. What are we supposed to do? If you have said yes to following Jesus, you know that we're, we're living for eternity, that eternity is going to be so much better than what we have now, then what do we do? Hebrews 13, verses 14 through 16 says this, that this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Cameron is not going to be my home. 
I'm going to be a visitor there. And it would be crazy for me to try to do everything possible to be comfy in Cameron for 24 hours when my home is somewhere else. So therefore, because this world is not our home, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Let's worship and praise and, and, and cry and like celebrate Jesus for all the amazing things that he's done. And let's be bold and public about it by telling other people about it. Because other people at your school and in your family don't know eternity. They don't know about this whole thing with Jesus. So go tell them. Be bold about it. And then notice this last little simple part. And don't forget to do good and share with those in need. These are sacrifices that please God. If you are a follower of Jesus, let's prove it and live like it by doing both. Praising, worshiping God, and making sure that we're serving other people. And this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It's Ecclesiastes 3. We, we read verse 11, and so we're going to start there. I'm going to read two verses after it. It says that God has made everything beautiful in its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work beginning until then. So, I conclude there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat pancakes and drink hot cocoa and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. So what do we do? If you have said yes to Jesus, you are a follower of Jesus, what do you do? I need you to remind yourself that this is not your home. This world is not your be encouraged that the worst things you could ever experience is this is the worst it will ever get. So look forward and be eager to spend eternity with Jesus. So let's praise and worship God. Let's sing like it. Let's live like it. Let's celebrate God for all the things he's done. Let's tell other people eternity is real. And the last thing that we see in Ecclesiastes, let's enjoy the good gifts that he has given us. Like hot cocoa is a gift from God. It is a gift. Pancakes are a gift from God. Peppermint Hershey's Kisses and high chews are gifts from God. They're awesome things that he's given us to enjoy, but let's celebrate God, not the high chews. You know, let's celebrate Jesus, the one who saved us and has given us, you know, the pancakes, not just worship and, and praise pancakes. God is the one that's given us all these things, and this is what we're about to do. I'm going to pray. Logan and Natalie are going to come up. And we are going to go crazy and party like we're living like, hey, Jesus is awesome. He's given us all these good things to experience. And if you don't know Jesus like that, don't leave this place like that. Talk to anyone. We got leaders in the back. We got leaders on the side. You can talk to me. Like, talk to anyone. But don't leave this place if you and God are not, you know, aren't good. God, you're awesome, and, and we love you. We thank you for who you are and what you've done. And God, thank you for all the kind gifts that you bless us with, like pancakes and hot cocoa and high chews, peppermint Hershey's kisses and soft blankets and toilet paper. God, like, like all of these amazing gifts are from you. And so I just pray that as we enjoy tonight, we would just love you more. And I pray that if anyone does not know you as Lord and as King, as, as, as their friend, God, I pray that they'd be curious 
pray that you open their eyes to see how much they need you. And I pray that they just trust that you are good and you are worthy of the amazing giving of the cross of grace. We love you. Pray we call you hard for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.